Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and in this episode, we're talking about a question that we hear often from our listeners. How do you know the difference between when your child is stuck because they don't get it, or is just acting lazy? And then how hard should you push them to keep trying in a given subject? We had a great conversation about this topic, and we hope you feel encouraged by it. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for helping make the Smiling Homeschooler possible. We work with them because we believe their curriculum is one of the best out there and helps more homeschoolers smile during math time. So go support them and check out a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for supporting what we do. They're another fantastic source of homeschooling encouragement, so please go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But all right, let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. Um, I hope you're having a great day. It was nice and warm here uh, in northern Indiana. Uh, it got over 70 degrees, and it's February the 27th. Um, I think it's supposed to be really cold tomorrow, but it was glorious today. And uh, I just got back from Shebe, which is the Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, I don't know what it stands for, Home Educator something, something, something. Um, their convention <laughs> is Saskatchewan, Canada. It was an awesome time. A great conference remind me again, it reminded me again how valuable uh, homeschool conventions are. Uh, so I was talking to someone who said that uh, uh, they were talking to someone who this is their first time after homeschooling for like eight or nine years. Wow. And they're like, I cannot believe I was missing out on this. So maybe you're that mom. And I know that if you're a young mom and you've got your like social media, you have an influencer you you follow. And I know I'm getting a little tired of your mother saying, oh, this influencer, you know, I bought this because of this influencer. Uh, so I feel like, I feel like... <laughs> it's yeah. happening in my own home. But I know that you're thinking, why do I need to go to a building, you know, for a weekend to hear people talk? I'm telling you, it is life changing. Uh, I have, you know, maybe not the same, but I've always had bad feet and my son, my, they always wanted to get me good sh tennis shoes. And I'm like, I don't want good tennis shoes. Cause I've tried on the good ones. They don't feel any difference until I found the Hoka's and they were life changing. I'm telling you homeschool <laughs> conventions are the Hoka's of the homeschool world. And he's I not the only person who said that about those uh, shoes. But <laughs> have you noticed any difference between Canadian homeschoolers and the United States, United States homeschoolers? Are they yes. The they use different words that no, they're the same. They're the same, but they do use different words. Um, I, I found out that they um, call their hoodies. Now this is not a Canadian thing. This is a Saskatchewan. And I think they call themselves Saskatchewanians. Um, they call hoodies like I'm wearing right now, a bunny hug. And uh, the rest of Canada does not do that. They call their underwear gitch and gotch. I don't understand why there are two of them. I didn't delve too deeply. They were talking about like when someone brown noses you or someone yeah. tries to butter you up, they call it, ke uh, you're a keener. Uh, I don't know why, but that's what they, and so, um, and I think it's so fun because <laughs> I'm like running around thinking, oh wow, they have faucets just like we do, you know, <laughs> and so, I don't know what I expect. Like they're gonna drive on the right hand side of the road, uh, yeah. the left hand side. Which I, I side think, do you drive on? That's something yeah. I'm always uh, surprised by. Is when when I ever I talk to someone like in overseas tech support or something like that, how often we use turns of phrase, you know, like or what's the mm -hmm. word, you know, like uh, not cliches. Uh, what do you call them? 
I'm just Idioms? blanking. Idioms, yeah. Just like, you know, you'll be like, oh, you know, made it to home plate or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's right. so many of them. And I'll be like just talking to them and describing an issue. And I'm like, man, I just used like five of them within the same <laughs> sentence, you know? It's like, how would they even know what I was talking about? But uh, yeah, I don't even know if they, if they have a cricket home base, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, when they play that. But did you have any good conversations while you were there with any homeschoolers? Oh, we'll let you cough here real quick. I just muted myself as I coughed. Um, but I had lots of great conversations, and that's the really cool thing. We met people who were smiling homeschoolers who were like, oh, we listened to your podcast. Or some mom said, you know, uh, I was checking you out to see who you were, and I, I found your podcast, and she goes, I love your podcast. And so she's been listening um, kind of going back nice. and listening to some of the older ones. and um, But like you said, Ben, I mean, really, they're all the same. Uh, in fact, um, I had lots of good conversations. But there was one conversation that I thought that might kind of steer the direction of our show. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks anyway. And it was this mom who came up and she said, you know, I, I understand that, uh, you know, not everything that the system says we have to cover, we need to cover. You know, just because they say you have to do sense diagramming doesn't mean we have to do it. She goes, and this is the question that is always asked. But she said, what if my child is just being lazy? You know, do I need to make them do these things because I know they can and because. And then she went into these all these arguments that moms always use, you know, like, you know, because it learning to do it algebra or advanced algebra helps you puzzle solve or problem solve and by the way i don't buy any of that uh, so i'm just letting you know um you know because why don't you use puzzles if that's going to help you learn to solve puzzles um uh and so i so i was thinking about it and tying that to a something that happened in our own house with one of our students um that I was having a conversation with Ben's mom and she was just saying about one of our kids and how they just feel the the subject they're doing, they're just kind of stuck in it. You know, they just don't really understand it. They kind of fake their way through, but she can tell he doesn't really get it. And I, I totally get it because I was pretty good at faking my way through it. If you've listened to this show for very long, you know that. So I thought maybe we just talk about Maybe how to tell the difference between a kid who is playing the system. Like, oh, you mean if I say I don't understand it, my mom will just say, well, then let's not do it. Um, or the kid who really is truly stuck in that we need to maybe respond differently. Um, but I was thinking about this verse in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse four, 14. And it's kind of the end of the letter and... Uh, Paul says to the Thessalonians, now we urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. So there are these different groups of people. Uh, admonish the unruly, encourage the fainthearted, help the weak, and be patient with all men. And I thought, you know, so he's talking about a couple different people, the unruly, the fainthearted, the weak, and we'll just say those three groups. You know, the thing about those three groups is they all look pretty similar. You know, a uh, unruly man might look like a faint-hearted man, or he might look like with a look like a um, a weak man, you know. But you really have to know them to know how to respond to them. 
So I would say to the to the mom who questioned me, said, well, you know, what do I do? <laughs> I said, I can't answer this for you. I said, but you know your kid. And you know when they're being playing you and when they're not. Because, Ben, I'm going to guess you know that with your own kids. You know when they really can't or can or, you know, I mean, I know you've been working on Hudson eating things. And you know after a while that you do kind of get stuck, you know, where he's like, I cannot swallow this thing. And you kind of know that he can't, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still super tough, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make it, it easy, but it is no. something that I can tell of where he's... Um, I mean, there is a point where I think the frustration can boil over to where it's not worth it anymore, uh, mm. where it's it's causing too many problems. But um, there's definitely a point where I think it's super important to push, you know, to an extent when you know that your child's capable of it, when it's not something where they're just like genuinely there is an issue or they can't, right. they're just stuck or whatever it may be. Uh, and that's something I think a lot, of, a lot about, cause I, you know, I don't necessarily think math is, but I do think, you know, having your kid work through stuff on their own sometimes that will help them in a lot of areas. But, uh, can you think of a time tough. where you've had to, where you've had to push a little bit? You mean with my kids? Yeah. Or uh, maybe like I was yeah. thinking, I mean, riding a bicycle, you know, yeah, totally. You, you, but you don't like force them until they're bloody right. you know, and go get back up on there, yeah. you know? But at the same time, I think there is a little bit of, of that not letting their first inclination. Cause I remember Renly being like, there's just no way I'm never going to be able to do this. I just know I can't, I'm never going to be able to do it. And you know, and I'm like, you're going to be able to, you've literally been doing this for 20 minutes. It takes a lot longer than 20 minutes to learn for a lot of people. You just got to keep trying, you know? And so then she get up and she'd keep going, you know, and then eventually she got it. And then a couple days ago, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. Um, but she was again saying the exact same thing. There's just no way I'm going to be able to do this. I just don't, I just can't do it. And I'm like, you said this exact thing about riding a bike and what are you able to do now? And she smiled, you know, and she's like, yeah, I can ride a bike. And so, uh, you know, she was able to, or swimming lessons, I think was one a big one this last year for them was learning mm-hmm. to swim and be able to go underwater. Uh, and, and I think the fun part about it is, once there is a breakthrough, because, you know, if it, if you have pushed just a little bit and it's and you know, you get them past that is seeing that excitement of success, you know, because Renly's really had just an amazing time this last few couple months of reading. You know, that's finally been a huge mm-hmm. thing. And it's not like she really hated it or anything like that, but as she's finally seen the fruit of us, you know, encouraging her, keep working at it, not just letting her guess, you know, at everything and actually trying to sound it out. And now she can pretty much do it. Uh, and it's really encouraging for her and she feels i think a big sense of accomplishment mm. and you know and that's motivating i think going forward um the other thing and there think, are some things oh go ahead, go, go no, ahead. No, the You're last other thing role. i think is the and kind of on the piggybacking on you knowing your kid is if they were in school one, your teacher may not know that, or two, their teacher, and two, they're going to be able to do the exact same thing in school. So I think you're in a very good position to not allow them to just coast through everything with just being like, I don't really care. I'm just going to fake it, you know, because that is really easy to do uh, in other other areas too. Uh, so you're probably the least likely to have that happen of any type of schooling there is, would be my guess. Right. Um, I agree. But sorry, go ahead. And, and we kind of, don't you think you kind of weigh uh, certain activities each time. Like if it was about like reading, you know, I mean, I assume like Brindley or really all of our kids, uh, it doesn't really matter how much they resist or how much they say it's not fair or I don't get it. You just keep plugging away because 
reading is really important. You right. can't read the Bible. You can't know really God without being able to read that. Or you have to trust everybody who's telling you that they're telling you the right thing. But if it was writing a pogo stick, mm-hmm. you know, you might say, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I don't care. You know, yeah, you don't have to write the pogo stick. We're not going to have pogo stick writing lessons every single day, you know, and until you can finally do it. Um, and I think that's kind of maybe a helper to re- to determine for the parent, because I think this is all parent directed. You know, the parents get to decide, you know, who's who's faking it, who's not faking it, what's important and what's not important. I can remember even when Ben, when uh, when they would do school, uh, Debbie would do certain things. And on certain days, they would say, um, Debbie would say, hey, could you do school today? Because I need to do this. And so she would outline very carefully what I was supposed to do. And I would always mess it up, you know, because how was I supposed to know I was only supposed to read it half a chapter? I thought it was a whole chapter, you know, and the end of the world came to an end. <laughs> uh, the world came to an end. But there were lots of times where I'd say, like, we'd get to math. And I'd say, well, do these th- problems. And, and they would say, mom only makes me do every other one. And I'm like, I get that, but I'm going to make you do all of them. And they'd say, well, that's not fair because mom only makes us do half. Now, I don't know if that was true or not, but I determined and they got mad. And sometimes they would go to mom and say, dad said you had to. But I didn't care because that was the dad gets to decide, you know, or the mom gets to decide. It's a parent directed thing, not a kid. (laughs) You know, we can change the rules any single day we want. And I wanted them to do what I asked them to do without complaining. And without arguing. Yeah, we never um, complained, ever. We never really got to that point. <laughs> I still clear. haven't got to that point. Yeah. Um, but they do do it. They complain and argue <laughs> the entire time. That's what my dad used to say. He goes, I don't care if they complain taking out the garbage. I just want them to take out the garbage. <laughs> you know. And yeah. there's some truth in that. But yeah. what about, um, and maybe this would be a good time to take a little commercial break. Yeah. Then. All right. Well, thank you. We just want to thank Teaching Textbooks for helping make the Smiling Homeschooler possible. Uh, They also make math time more possible. Uh, It can be a struggle. It can be a time of uh, frustration. And, you know, a lot of times there has been that I just can't get it kind of feeling during math. But I think Teaching Textbooks can really help get past that. Uh, It's super interactive. They break it down each lesson to a very, very, uh, you know, into its parts. So you really have to understand it, which is what I really liked about it. And, and then they put it all back together, which is, I think, just super, super good way to learn. Um, but uh, you should go check out a free trial if you want to see what it's actually like over at teachingtextbooks.com. Uh, we really appreciate all their support of The Smiling Homeschooler. And, of course, we want to also thank Homeschooling Today magazine. As Ben said, they just came out with their uh, new winter edition. And it's a beautiful edition. It has lots of stuff I've been reading through the articles. I put it in the old reading room so I can have it right there with me whenever I need something to read. Um, and it's always encouraging. I was reading some of the um, uh, book reviews on some winter books. And I tell you, it just makes me want to go get them. Uh, not that any of my little kid, my kids would want to read The Snowman with me or some of these other snow things. But there's a great kids book review on the, the kid who, I can't remember what they call him, Snowflake Jones or something like that, who took pictures of snowflakes. Um, and lots of articles just encouraging you, Mom to homeschool like we're talking about right now. Um, And if you haven't gotten their print edition, you should. You can even get the uh, back issues for the last year for 10 bucks. I mean, that is just dirt 
cheap. I know how much it costs to print those things or books that like that. And that is just a super good deal. Um, so check it out at homeschoolingtoday.com. Well, I was wondering. What okay. You okay. No, no. Go, no if go you ahead. have a transition. No, no, no. My, my kind you of got, thought I don't have was. Um, I don't know what the this late this mom's you know kids age was, was but I to me it feels like that almost becomes more of an issue as they get older uh, a little bit. Um, maybe not. I mean, as a kid, I guess I was like there would be times where I just wanted to play or whatever. But especially with technology, with uh, other things going on, it can really be easy to slip into uh, you know just like uh, that kind of that laziness slash I mean I know I struggle mm -hmm. with it even now you know there's just where it's mm -hmm. like do I want to get off the couch or do I want to you know have to go work on something but I think it's important because obviously you're going to have to get off the couch if you're going to be an adult, functioning adult and take care of your family and your kids and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, do you think that becomes even more important as they get older fighting that or do you think it's about the same through the whole time no I do think it gets I, I think early on so I would say for little kids it's more of an issue of laziness you know mm -hmm. you have to kind of push them a little bit i do think and we're talking i'm talking school mainly now um i think as you get older though because you know god has made each of our kids differently there are some things where your kids are so good at and some things that they're just so not good at you know and i think that if you weigh them all the same you get to that that point where you know you just get stuck on that that subject and honestly, it's usually not um, history. It's usually not. It, it oftentimes is math or it could be writing, you know, which is kind of a technical thing. Some mom said her mom or dad said to me, I don't remember which. So why do you always pick on math? You just hate it. And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> well, I said, just no, hard because you have to work through it. Like it takes a lot of like really a lot more effort than a lot of other things I feel like does both of those. Well, the subjects. thing I hate, though, is that someone decided what we need to know mm -hmm. about math. I mean, it, of course, everybody does those basics. And I would never tell a parent, even if your kid's not a math kid, that he doesn't need addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Every kid needs that. You know, even Cal, who's 17, we were looking, we were, he was just, I could see him sitting at the table and he was just doing long division, you know, because you kind of get a little rusty in how to do that yeah. when you have multiple numbers. And he's like, uh, I think I'm stuck. <laughs> and I had to look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, this I did. But I got a little like, oh yeah, we carry that one. We drop that one. That's right. We drop it. And, you know, but somebody else decided we have to solve for X and we have to do these other things, you know, and I just, honestly, I don't like being someone telling me something matters when I can't figure out why it does matter. So, I'm again, this is about you deciding, mom, what's for your kids. But I'll tell you, if I get to a spot, and that's what I told the mom, I said, you know, I just think you need to be honest. You know, I see, I hear a lot of moms, I feel like it's dishonest when they'll say, oh, my kids, you know, they need to do this because they really like it when I do this. You know, um, they'll say things about, oh, yeah, we can't take very many days off because they really want the order. And I'm like, you mean they want the order or you want the order? No, I think they like it. Well, I, I don't know if I really believe that. I, I can remember a mom saying, oh, my family loves eating healthy, you know. And yet she was talking about, you know, and I was with the husband, actually. 
And I saw that he had a like a Twinkie wrapper sitting on in his Citus truck. And I thought, he doesn't always love it, you know? But we you, sometimes I feel like we're dishonest to ourselves. And I think, you know, even for our kids, and this is the part, you know, to admonish the unruly, to encourage the faint-hearted. I think some of our kids are are faint-hearted or to help the weak. Maybe we slow down the pace, you know, and we say, I can, you know, maybe you don't say this. You don't say, I can tell you're not getting this. But maybe we say, uh, let's let's back up a little bit and just do a, a problem or two. Or, and maybe, honestly, maybe you get to a point where you say, whatever this is, we're not going to do it anymore. You know, we're going to do something similar to it. We're going to do something maybe in the same vein. Um, but I think your kids are more important than what the experts say. And, you know, I just know there's a point where you just get so discouraged. Yeah, that's huge. that you just that you just you hate it all. And so I think we should concentrate on the things that they are good at, you know, and and still plug away on the, some of those things they are not good at, yeah, good at. But I think sometimes we as a mom or a dad, we say, you know, that was fun. We're not going to do it anymore. We're done with that. And then go do something else. And obviously, like some of those things you will have to, even if they're not, you know, just naturally already just incredible at something. But I think that was so huge is just really, really watching for those signs of true frustration, you know, not just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm frustrated I have to do it, but like frustrated that like I'm not getting it. That is like the worst feeling in the world and having your, you know, your parent or someone else around you uh, feeling like you're dumb or whatever in this yeah, situation yeah. is one of the most honestly, I would say is one of the most devastating feelings for a, a person is to really like, especially as a kid. I mean, there's all, I mean, you talk to anyone almost, they can remember times where someone made them feel that way as a kid. And it just really sticks with people a long time. Uh, and sometimes you know, we do it as parents. Yeah. We'll even say, Oh, what are, are you dumb? Yeah. You know, why can't you get that? Exactly. And, and we don't say it because we think that yeah. we say it because we're frustrated we're and totally. they're frustrated. And that's where I think but, it's but super those are powerful words, hundred percent and being really, you know this is hard but being willing to like you said slow down re take a step back and just working with them and not feeling that pressure of i have to figure this out right now because that is not generally very conducive for your child to learn right. or or for your own you know mental health well i know we talked about it in them. the past that even for ben ben was very concerned like when he was writing he was afraid of making a mistake mm-hmm. and so it kind of he kind of froze up and so we mom got kind of to the point where she said, okay, you're going to write this. And we've done this with our other kids, I think, ever since. You're going to write this, but I'm not going to look at it. You know, so you don't have to worry about misspelling things. You don't have to worry about if it's a dumb sentence. And for a kid who needs some, you know, to help the, the to encourage the faint hearted or help the weak, that's what you're doing. You're just stepping back a little bit, you know, or you're going to say, I'm going to have you grade them and or or whatever that is. Um, maybe you pick an easier book, you know, one that they can that has lots of pictures that they can kind of fill in the blanks with their their head, uh, you know, or by what they see. Um, but I just think for you, mom, I just want you to not be a slave to what you think somebody else thinks you should be teaching your child. And I want you to put your kid right up at their top, his well-being at the top, and maybe your curriculum or your plan 
well below that. Yeah. No, I think that that is, is such an important thing. And, and as a kid, I mean, I remember those times and, uh, I, it does make a difference. Uh, and um, again, mom, only, uh, my mom was the best teacher in the world that there could be for, you know, for me, I don't believe there is anyone else out there who, because she's an expert mm. would have been a, done a better job with working through those hard times. And, right. You know, and the sad part is the kids who don't get it right away or are stuck, do then get labeled or moved around or held back mm-hmm. or whatever. And that is not helpful for them mentally. Uh, I mean, I was just talking to a, someone I interact with quite often and they said, you know, growing up their son, like learned certain things slower and, you know, the schools and everything else kept trying to label them as certain things and they just kept with them and stuck with them and wouldn't let that happen. And they said now, you know, is not an issue at all for him and anywhere. He's like, but it's just mm-hmm. been, they said, so, um, edifying just to see the fruit of believing in him and not letting, and that was, you know, trying to go through the normal school system. So, uh, that's some, such a gift that, you know, you get to have with your kids here. You don't have to worry about that. So don't let those other systems creep in, but why don't we call it a, call it a night? Okay. Well, Hey, uh, uh, again, I hope you have a, a great rest of the week. Um, I'd be interested if you've got where you live, if you've got some interesting words um, for like a hoodie or for, you know, I know they call their hats uh, in, in Saskatchewan tooks uh, instead of stocking caps. If you got some kind of fun word that maybe is indigenous to to you <laughs> or your culture, uh, let me know. I, I just think that's fascinating. Um, or if you've got, you know, something you want to send me, that'd be okay too. Um, well, have a great week and do just what I said in, or what I read in First Thessalonians, you know, to un- admonish the unruly. You know, if you got a kid who is being that, get them. Um, encourage the faint heart, faint hearted, help the weak and be patient with all your kids. And of course, don't forget to smile. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't taken the homeschool personality test yet, head on over to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. It's free and it doesn't take long. And as always, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for helping make The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Have a great week. And as always, don't forget to smile.